Good evening, lunatics. It's Monday night from Hurricane, West Virginia. It's a Monday night edition of the podcast. Because what well, what were we doing? Oh, you. Were I was in. I, listen, I've had two long weekends. I, I need yeah. to. I need to. Tell, I need to bring y'all up to speed. Okay. So yeah. last weekend, this past weekend, I was in Henderson, Kentucky, at a blues barbecue, and I added a third fee because I brought my own bourbon <laughs> festival. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it was amazing. It was amazing. I'm here. I'm getting cut. I'm cutting out. Uh-oh. I lost. It's not good. Lost audio. Oh, it's our. Are we good now? Yeah. Good. So it's, uh, it's right on the Ohio River. I, I posted it. Did you see my picture I posted on Facebook? I think so. My, yeah. my, my sunset picture. Yeah, I put that up here. Let people see it. But uh, I couldn't help being a photographer. So I did some photography work and. Sat there and enjoyed the weekend. One weather, weather was weather was perfect. I'm not. I can't touch that wire. That no. wire's what the problem is. Yeah, don't mess with it. I'm not touching. So anyway, and the weekend before that, um, my my my. Nope, it's your cord or something. Try it again. My son and I. And a couple of uh, his friends, our friends, we went to Vegas for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Kind of a pre-Father's Day uh, weekend in Vegas. Played golf, uh, gambled a little bit, drank a little bit. Just had a good time. So I've been I've been out of the loop for almost two full weeks now. So I'm kind of catching up. Um, hope you guys had a had a good time with the with the um, the. Um, Supplemental host, what do you call them? Substitute hosts. Yeah. Did you have one or two? Did you have one both weekends? No. Well, this weekend we didn't do it. We're, we're doing yeah, it now. I got you a new cable. Plug All it right. in. You think it's my? I think it is. Okay. All right. Stand you probably by. want to go around. Stand by one. Probably want to go around that. There you go. I'll. I'll you you I'll, add that. I'll fill. I'll fill time while you're fixing that. Um. I mean, you listen. Am I back? You're back. All right. Sorry you know, that, you know, we can't have uh, a podcast in the hotel without having some kind of electrical gremlin of some sort. We have electrical gremlin, no matter where we are, a hotel or wherever. Right. But anyway, so I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out of the loop. Though. I'm trying to find trucking news to talk about. I'm sure you guys will come up with some stuff. Um. But one of the things we want to talk about is it's time to start getting serious about the event. So mark your calendars. Chris, this would be a good time for the producer to put the overlay on. Mark your calendars for August the 19th and 20th. You guys need to come to Hurricane and spend the weekend with us. And we're going to have we're going to we're going to go through all the things that we teach uh, about how to keep your cost per mile down, your fuel costs down. Maintenance costs down. Chris is going to go over how he um, um, uh, plans loads and selects loads and keeps our, 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 our income up. And we're going to teach anybody who wants to come the ways of the lunatics, even if you don't have a lunatic truck, okay? We won't make fun of you. And um, there might be some things we can do to help you. So um, support, it's uh, sponsored by our, our sponsor, Pittsburgh Power. Um, and... Um, we're going to have uh, Rocky from uh, North Florida uh, MD Alignment Shop here uh, checking your uh, suspensions, doing alignments if you need it, one haven't done. 
uh, get a hold of us in advance. We can set you up an appointment with him. He's going to start. I'm actually talked to Rocky about that this week. I am going to put a link on the event page where you can kind of register so we know who wants, because um, Rocky may come up early. Right. Depending on the demand, he may come up maybe on Wednesday or Thursday to be here. Um, we've talked to Chris Dolan about bringing his shop trucks down here. Um, if we do need to do repairs and stuff, then we could possibly open that up on Wednesday or Thursday. And then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the event will be Saturday and Sunday. So we can get all that kind of stuff done for you. Um, we're going to have some special guests. Uh, I think we've confirmed Boogie Hamlin. We have. So Larry Cothran, uh, uh, what's he called? Boogie. El, El Boogie. El Boogie. Larry Cothran. He's going to be here that weekend. Um, uh, 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 is looking at her calendar. She's agreed to come. She's checking her calendar, make sure she's good. But that's going to be a lot. That's going to be a hoot having her here. And then uh, we've got some other things I'm still working on. Um, I've, I've got, I'm waiting on a commit from, from Steve Cron. Uh, the the guy who gets eleven miles per gallon in, out of an international, okay, two thousand one, two thousand one international, lifetime, lifetime, uh, like low tens, you know. So, um, and he's got some aerodynamic uh, products that he uses and how he wants to show too. So, so we got some other things we're working on. We still got a little time. August nineteenth, twentieth. If you register between now and July one, which is only what two weeks away, mm-hmm. it's a hundred bucks off. There's a code you use. What is it, Chris? Reset 2023? Uh, I think so. I'll have to so look at There's anything. a code put in there. It gives you 100 bucks off. You do have to you know, hit a link and go to the hotel and get your hotel separately from that. The hotel also is uh, 10 bucks off uh, if you register before July 1st. I think it's 99 It's It's code lunatic. Code lunatic. To get your $100 off early bird special. I tell you, listen, the, the fact that July 1 is two weeks away is, is, I know. is it's, it's hurting. It's hurting me. I understand. I understand. June, I, June has just been killer. Man. And then I'm gone the whole first week of July. You remember that, right? So oh, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's just summer. It's just it's crazy. So anyway, John, we look forward to signing up tonight. Welcome. Glad to see you. Uh, there is truck parking here at the hotel. There's going to be a place on the registration for you to indicate that you need truck parking, so we make sure we have it for you. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I just noticed tonight, I walked across the parking lot to get a hot dog. By the way, there's a great hot dog place right across the street. Okay? There is a, a, a pet grooming shop and kennel in the parking lot here. So if you've got pets and you want to not have to fool with them all weekend, the hotel is pet friendly, by the way, mm-hmm. but the conference center would not be. So if you need a place to put a pet, there's one right in the parking lot here. So I didn't even know that till tonight. So um, anyway, we we certainly love to have you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pull the curtain back and we're gonna show show you everything that we do, everything I've been doing since 2009. Uh, you know the things that have kept uh, us profitable for all these years, kept our cost of business low. We're just going to show it to you all. We'll answer your questions. You can ask anything you want to. We, we just, the only thing you can't ask is um, Chris's um, IQ. His, his head just gets so big. I can't, can't put up with that. So don't, don't go there, okay? But anything other than that, we'll answer it for you. Um, it's going to be a great networking weekend. Friday night, we're going to have uh, the podcast will be live from the lobby here, and the bar is going to be open there. And, 
Nick's coming in, our, our special uh, lunatic bartender's coming in for the night. And um, we're going to have a little reception here on Friday night. Saturday night, we're going to leave it open for networking. You guys want to work out in the parking lot and work on trucks up there at the, at the show, that's fine. Come back to the hotel, we'll drink beer, tell stories, lie, whatever you want to do. And then um, and we'll wrap it up Sunday about 5 o'clock. So a little programming, a uh, little, little production note here. I've noticed that you have moved out of the TikTok shot. Have I now? Yeah. Well, I like where I'm sitting. Can we move the TikTok shot? Um, no. God, come on. You, you, I, yeah, I, 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 I told you before, I said, hey, I want you to get right there. And I had you. Damn, I don't know. Like, they could see you. Why don't you make it go uh, landscape? And because I can't, be... because it don't work that way. All right. Well, here I am. Okay. So, <laughs> hi, TikTokers. Y'all making me sit up. I was really comfortable. Now my head is bigger than my screen. I got to fix that again. Damn. Things I go through for you guys. All right. So that's been, we'll talk about that some more. We get some pictures. Do we have pictures on the website from last year? Yes. Yeah. They're on the event page. There's pictures from Look on our event page on our website. There's pictures there from last year. You can see kind of what blue ribbon logistics.com slash events. And it's right there. Right. Um, all right. Well, you know, this past week I've, I've turned a lot of wrenches, um, working on trucks, trying to get stuff going. Uh, also, uh, on Friday, uh, I went and purchased back my natural uh, human right to the freedom of travel and movement and commerce for another five years. So that made me feel good. It made me want to go, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag that I bought my freedom back. Um, <laughs> I think he's talking about getting CD over. <laughs> renewed, uh, again, you know, <laughs> listen, rest <laughs> Hey, America, I want you to rest assured. Praise, praise God. You got to see it. I passed a 24 question test and paid a fee. I am now. You're a citizen. I'm safe. I'm certified. Hey, I'm ready to go. Hey, did you see where Joe Biden said, God save the queen this week? God save the queen, man. I saw, oh, it was a, uh, Elon Musk on Twitter. Somebody had tweeted something from the uh, presidential account, and he was like, please give him the password <laughs> to this account. We beg, we beg, please do. Um <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah, it's been uh, and it, y'all, I'm I'm running on about a half a tank right now because I got home at three o'clock this morning. One of the trucks broke down up in Morgantown, and I had to tow a truck up there and bring his back. And so I got about three hours of sleep and a two-hour nap today. So I'm 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 struggling. I'm so ready for bed right now. Um. So, well, I just lost our life. Live what? I, I lost our live feed. On TikTok? Yeah. How did I do that? How did I get no, that back? No. There I'm we back. go. I'm back. I'm, um, I'm trying to watch the... Uh, I'm going to have to join. Bill. So, I, I was thinking this week about how... Here we are. It's six months. Six months have gone by since we sat in this room uh, and rebuilt our entire program. And obviously that's worked because oh, uh, starting t- tomorrow, we're going to have 11 trucks seated. We've never had, I mean, we've had 11 trucks in the fleet before, but we've never had all of them seated at the same time with absolute best crew that we've ever had. No question. Uh, by far. Um, and, and just a note for everybody, 
We have at least two trucks, maybe three, but two for sure. That we have done nothing to these trucks except change the driver and the fuel mileage has gone up one full mile per gallon. So don't tell me that the driver don't have anything to do with fuel mileage because here's, I mean, one truck's been in the fleet since November of 2020. The other one has been in since the middle of 2019. And the lifetime average on those trucks was both in the sixes. And now only by changing the driver, they've gone up one full mile per gallon. Now, if you will get out the, the BSC 9000 is laying around here somewhere. But if you'll get out your own personal BSC 9000 and do some calculate, there it is. Do some calculations about what one mile per gallon does over 100, 120,000 miles. It is significant. If you don't know how to do that, I'll teach it to you in August. Okay. I can yeah. give you a chart. So, it is. It makes a big difference. And we had, we had two trucks this weekend that broke eight. Yeah. So and we had the, all of our trucks except two were seven plus, seven plus. Mm -hmm. And one of those, there was an issue with one of them. I don't remember what it was now. Um, that wasn't. The truck that broke down? What do you mean? That wasn't the truck. Different truck. I don't, know. I don't understand. Is it a good uh, idea or a bad idea to buy a lunatic truck? Well, absolutely, it's a good idea. Auction truck. I, I, most of the trucks yeah. I bought are their own were auction trucks. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. That, like, I, I would, I, me personally, probably would not go to an auction just because I don't have any experience with it. Right? Now, if I could go to an auction and I can get a lunatic truck for less than $10,000, it's not really going to matter where or how you got it. And we just got an email yesterday from a guy showing us a Facebook ad for a truck that was $8,000, you know? Um, and I, part of what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, I've been shooting a lot of video. Um, and now I'm learning why Cletus McFarland said, everybody wants to be a YouTuber until it's time to edit. Cause holy crap, no. I got a I got a shitload of footage to go through and edit down. But I'm doing a rehab right now on a. Is it an O2 or O3? It's an O2. Yeah, O2. It's an O2. We got for ten thousand um, dollars. I have taken basically taken the interior out of it. I've cleaned the carpet. I've the, the whole dash was destroyed. Um, it had a bunch of redneck hillbilly wiring. I'm fixing all of that. And then we're going to do a um, we're going to do a a, a a transmission rear end swap from a wrecked truck that we have, and that, so I think that truck's going to be ready to go on the road in a couple of weeks. And and what I'd really like to do, I don't know how practical it is, but it's you know one thing you'll learn about entrepreneurs and business people is we have a thousand ideas every day. Most of them suck. Um, I would love to do this rehab series on YouTube of showing you what I've done to it and then follow the truck and give you reports on it every week as it, as it goes and runs. I think that would be cool. I don't know. I don't know what I would be in really entailed in that, but, um, uh, but you know, here's a truck we got for 10 grand. It runs. Um, it just needs some TLC. A lot of it just needs cleaned. You know, um, the interior was, was a disaster. Um, and just, well, to go back to your question, it, 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 as long as you're not paying, you know, retail price for it at an auction, you know, there, there, we, we had a, we had one of our, one of our guys find a truck up in New England 
that all the specs were right. And what do you want for it? That driving school? It's like, oh, like 14? Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I mean, that's one of the ones where you just, it doesn't even matter. You write the check, go get it because, I mean, it, there's, there's what's the downside, you know? Right. I mean, the parts on are worth more than that. So, but you're not going to go to an auction and spend 25 or 30 grand for a lunatic truck. No, because that, you don't have any way of checking it out. But if you're going to go there and get the bones of a lunatic truck or it's got spec to spec properly and it's got a halfway shot of being, you know, um, for real, absolutely. I'd pick it up. I'd grab it and go because we're just, for one thing, these trucks are getting harder and harder to find. So, uh, and you yeah. have to remember that when you, when you pay $10,000 for a truck, if it runs and the frame is not broken, you can put that truck in service, um, run it probably 90 days, and you're clear. So if it burned to the ground, yeah. you're out nothing. Now, like this guy, this uh, we saw a Facebook post this week in a Landstar group where the guy was talking about having a $6,000 a month truck payment, just a truck. Cause I went through, there's 125 comments on that, uh, on that, um, on that thread. And, you know, the most frequently asked question is like, wait a minute, is that for like the truck and the trailer? He's like, no, that's just the truck. $6,000 a month, $1,500 a week. Plus insurance is probably going to be. That didn't even make sense in 2021. No, you know, that's just actually um, when you sign up for that, you are you're a slave to that truck payment. Yeah. And among other things. Yeah. Slave is probably the easiest word I'd use for that. Where when you know we can take a truck and lease it to Landstar and it costs less than two hundred dollars a week to sit. It can sit for a week and not haul freight, and you're out a couple hundred bucks. But if you have a $6,000 truck payment, by the time you pay that same $200 that we would pay, plus your insurance payment, well, it, it, you're going to have a um, um, $2,000 a week. Burn, if, you burn don't, if, you don't, if you don't move that truck, it's going to cost you $2,000 for it to sit there. That's unsustainable. And, and why? I mean, what, 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 what are you getting? For six thousand dollars a month, that someone else doesn't get for, you know, a thousand dollars a month, you know, mm -hmm. or, or nothing, you know, a paid for a truck. And what do you get? I mean, it, it's just it's a status symbol. It's all it is. It's nothing more than a status symbol. That's where you identify with with whatever that truck is, and that's what broke people do. You know, you don't see wealthy people driving fancy new cars. That's what people who act like they're wealthy do, and they're really broke on a different level. Mm -hmm. Wealthy people keep their money in the bank. Certain don't invest it in things that depreciate, and anything that's got wheels on it depreciates. Okay, so um, nuts completely. That's that is not a business decision. That's that's an that's I, I that's just that's stupidity. You know, that's somebody trying to impress somebody that they probably don't like anyway. So yeah, and it, <clears throat> and it's I mean. There's no way you can take that beat, that captain and make any sense out of that one. That decision is not supportable, period, any which way you look at it. Even in 2021, you couldn't support that decision. Why? Because maybe you could have made the payment, but look at look at where, we, where are we now? Mm -hmm. You couldn't save any money because you spend it on the truck. 
So now you don't have any savings. Now you can't make the payment. You have any savings. <clears throat> well, and I, I'm part of doing this is you got to do it all the time. You know, everybody's coming around now. Everywhere I read now, ATBS, all these, all everybody's talking about, you know, knowing your cost per mile, cutting your cost per mile. You know, like that's the thing to do now. Well, that was the thing to have done back in 2021 too. And had you done that, you would have money in the bank right now. You know, it's great to do it now, but don't not do it now that when things get back to quote normal. You know, don't go back to your your stupid ways and waste some money and, and give you know giving all your money to the fuel stops and to these truck payments instead of putting it in the bank. Business is in business for one thing and one thing only. And that's to make a profit, and both of those are anti truck payments and fuel in this industry. So. If you go on the averages, which I just I just got out the BSC nine thousand right, and so our um, our goal every week is eight thousand dollars. So that means the two of the truck would be five thousand seven hundred sixty. If I multiply that times four point three to get a month, that's twenty four thousand seven hundred sixty eight dollars. And if I if I do eighty five percent of that, which is you know last year we did about eighty five percent of our goal, that's twenty one thousand fifty two dollars a month to the truck in that the truck is earning. So let's just call it twenty grand. Um, six thousand is thirty percent of your revenue going to the truck payment, and that's if you do it the way we do it. Now, this guy was talking about low settlements, so he probably doesn't know how he probably doesn't know how to get the maximum revenue. But we, I know we can we can do twenty grand a month, no question, right? The truck's going full time; it's going to make twenty thousand dollars in a month. Um, what if he's only doing 12 or 15, you know, because he doesn't know how to run consistently, doesn't know how to pick the right freight, doesn't know how to pick the right lanes. Um, and, and what if it's 50 or 60% of his, of his revenues going to a truck payment? I mean, 30% is insane. And that would be the way we're doing it. We don't have 30% margins to spend on a truck payment. You know, we have good margins. We're profitable. We're not as profitable as we were um, in 2021 or 22, but hell, nobody is. But the point is, we're still profitable with paid for trucks. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's crazy, you know. Um, and, and there was one line in there that he was like, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm going to find my happiness in these loads. No, you're not. You know, you're you're what you're gonna find is bankruptcy. Um, that's what that's what you're gonna find. Um, and that's why we do this. That's why we do this program to give people an opportunity to 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 see that what I what I call it's propaganda. Oh, well, you've got to lease a truck, you've got to have a new truck, you have to do this, you have to do that. who benefits? Who benefits from all that? When they tell you. Uh, why you? Yeah, well, no, you have to have a new truck. You have to have a warranty. You have to have this. Who benefits from it? It's not you. It's not the independent business owner. It's not the small business owner. It's banks and corporations and leasing companies. They're the ones that benefit from that. And they're taking advantage of that of that ignorance, not understanding how the market works. And it's and it's it's turning people into indentured servants. Um, and this. Um, 
that this this industry is. <laughs> well, you laugh. I'm reading it, John Stewart. Call and ask for the sleep line real quick. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> you know, you just you just have to you just have to understand that business. There's not really any emotion in business. The, the minute you start bringing emotion into business is when you start getting in trouble. Um, you know, cause it's, it's just, just the facts, you know, um, you have to do the math every single time, every day, you have to account for everything that you do. And that is our biggest struggle is bringing people that are company drivers that have an, an employee mentality and trying to beat that out of them and get them to understand that it, it's just math. You just do the math and, and whatever the math says is, is what you do. You know, it's, it's really that simple. Um, oh, here's a, here's one on TikTok you'll have fun with. Um, user 296-805-609-0662. If you want a new truck, stop, save, and write a check. I'm with you. And only for tax reasons. Where's this at? Where's this it's going on TikTok? From? If you want a new truck, stop, save, and write a check. I'm with you to write a check. For tax reasons. I'm not. I'm not with you on because all you're doing is trading dollars for quarters. Yeah. The, the tax reason is a is a supplemental benefit if you if if you need the equipment. It's not a reason to buy equipment that you don't need because yeah. you're really only going to get the value of the, the percentage of what your tax of your of your tax uh, bracket is. Is all you're saving. So you're spending a hundred dollars to save twenty-two, you know. Yeah. And you and you know, that's a whole different argument we could talk about. <clears throat> well, and it would be one thing if it was twenty years ago, which was say two thousand four. Well, twenty one. Let's go back to two thousand three. People could make the argument because you could buy a two thousand three model, and as we've proven run it for millions of miles, you know, so you could have written a, um, you could have written a check for probably 80 grand, 85 grand and bought a brand new truck. If you would have paid for it, uh, and still be operating it 21 years later, because we've got a bunch of, we've got a 99, we've got an 04, we've got a couple of sevens and 05 and 06. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, here's another question from TikTok. Justin says, how do you stay away from paying 30,000 in taxes with paid off equipment? If your profit margin calls for you to pay 30,000 taxes, you don't. If you make a profit, you have to pay tax. You can't avoid paying taxes by spending money. That, that doesn't do it. That, that, that doesn't make you money. It lets you handle money. And then you turn right around and spend it to someone else. That's, that doesn't put money in your pocket. If you're in this country, if you're going to make a profit, you have to pay taxes. That's part of doing business. That's a big problem 1099 guys have is they don't save any money to pay their taxes with because they think it's all theirs. And then they don't have money to pay for it. And then a year goes by and two years goes by and three years goes by and all of a sudden now they're in trouble with the IRS. Uh, you can't avoid paying taxes. People who are in business legitimately pay taxes. There's no way of avoiding that legally in this country. I don't care. There's not enough tax loopholes. There's not, you don't have your little truck stop accountant 
that can that can work a little thing. It just that just does not. It's not true. That's not true. Absolutely not true. If you make a profit, you have to pay taxes. Now you can do things to minimize that, and everybody in business does that by taking legitimate deductions. But spending money just to save taxes is not. Uh, is, is not a, a, a good strategy. And it's not saving money. And it's not. It's not making you money or saving you money. You're just handling money you're spending. It's, it, it's giving the truck dealership a dollar to keep from giving the government a 25 cents. Exactly. Or less. My dad's here in a 25% tax bracket. So it's, um, well, and, and the other thing is you have to calculate for the risk. Okay. You're a single truck owner operator. Let's take fleets out of it for a second. You're a single truck owner operator. You have, let's say you've saved up some money and you put a down payment on your truck and you've got what we'll call a reasonable truck payment. However, somebody describes that. And um, you go to get out of your truck and you slip and you break your ankle. Now what you going to do? Because now you have a risk of a note that you have to pay um, and you don't have a driver because you are the driver. Um, how are you going to, um, how are you going to survive? You know, and if you're this guy that's got the, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month truck payment, unless you have savings, but let's be honest, this is America in 2023. Ain't nobody got any savings, period. You know, the, the savings estimates and, and statistics in this country are absolutely abysmal. Um, you know, most people can't make it seven days. You know, if their income stopped for seven days, they're done. They're done. Um, so how can you not at least acknowledge that risk, not even mentioning the risk that comes with operating a truck built after 2007. You know, the, uh, it, it, is there risk in running a 1999 model truck? Yeah, sure there is. But to pretend that there's zero risk in running a 2024 at least with the 99, if it quits, I can fix it probably in a 10-hour break. You know, um, Luke. Yeah, I, I got you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Y'all have to know Luke. Luke is not a Native American, okay? <clears throat> Luke, this is a really, really easy question. Answer, answer. Because they don't have any money to save. They spend everything they get. We're at we're a immediate gratification culture here, okay? No one saves so they can afford something. They put it on a credit card. And so all the interest that they pay every month and all the like robs them of their wealth. People are not wealthy in this country. People don't even have savings in this country because they have to have things now and they can't afford it. So they charge it. They get credit. They use credit cards, whatever. And the interest rate is uh, is destroying their ability to uh, to grow wealth. Well, somebody's making the interest. It's just not you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's why that's why the banks have those big tall buildings, and people don't, mm -hmm. is because they understand the, the value of money. Uh, people are, they want they want the item worse than they want their own security, you know, and they're willing to trade the two uh, for each other because they got to have it now, you know, because 
They got to have that $6,000 a month truck payment because I've got to impress somebody, okay, with what I drive. Not that it makes me any money because it won't. Mm -mm. Not that it matters to the customer because it doesn't. I couldn't care less. It only matters to the idiot that spent the money for it and the dealership that took his money. Okay. Now, the next question is like, well, well, it ought to be illegal if we would do that. No, no, no. We're a free society. You're, you have every right to make poor decisions. Stupid is not the illegal. The government should not keep you from making bad decisions. Okay. That comes down to education. And if you rely on the government for that, that's another stupid decision. Okay. So, but um, it, it's, it's sad, Luke. You know, when uh, every time I talk to our guys, I always talk about making and saving money because they go hand in hand. There's no reason to make money if you don't, if you don't keep any of it. You know, you have to save money. And if you start early, it doesn't take a whole lot to be wealthy. The problem is if you wait till you're 55, listen, I have guys show up in this program that are in their 60s, haven't, mm -hmm. can't rub two nickels together. And they wake up and they go, oh, shit, I'm at retirement age and I have no money to retire. Let me go out here and do something different all of a sudden and make up for it, except they don't do anything different. They come here and they say they're going to do something different, but then they do the same shit they did before mm -hmm. they came. And they're hard-headed about it. They want to tell me why it's better than what they want. You know, they come here and want to tell me to do things their way. I'm going, wait a minute. I've got money and you don't, and you want me to do it through your way? How's that work? So, anyway. <clears throat> I, um, now I'm, like, I, I generalize a lot. Y'all know that. Okay. I like to, I like to, to, to rub salt in the wounds for a reason. It, it, it's for effect. There are, listen, there are lots of people out there that are very good stewards of money. There's not very much of Okay, they're not very many of them, and they're not very, they're all called nerds, or you know, they're not normal people. You know, they're people that most other everybody else makes fun of, you know. So, I'll tell you the people that I hate the most is when you listen to Dave Ramsey and they do the debt free screens, and the ones that really make me mad are here, like he'll be like, How much money did you pay off? and they're like, We paid off six hundred thousand dollars, and he's like, What was your household income? 27,000. I'm like, Y'all, y'all, shut up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. I hate y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know we fed our kids uh baloney pieces of baloney and you know um i you know i hate it but um <laughs> you know the thing you know, here's the thing that we we see a lot of you know people get into owner operator world uh, I, I i use this example a lot in our orientations in our in our, our program here but people look at buying a truck in this industry as being 13th grade by that, what I mean is everybody goes to school for 12 grades and then some people just automatically go to college because it's the next thing to do. Mm -hmm. Not that they want to do it, not that they have any idea what they're going to do, but it's the next thing. And I think a lot of truck ownership is 13th grade. You know, number one, they hate what they're doing so badly that they think that if they were the ones that own the truck, they could change everything and make their job now bearable. What they don't understand is all the things that they have to change are all the people that they hate now. You know, they have to become that person to be successful. So they just do this as a, the next step. They, they have no clue that making that next step involves opening a business, just like a brick and mortar business, just like opening up a, a restaurant. You know, buying that truck opens the door, opens a restaurant. And if you have no business background, if you have no business acumen, if you don't understand that making a profit requires you to pay taxes, You've got no business doing that. 
you know, you, you, and, and, and our industry allows you with no credit, no, his, no experience, really, no ownership experience, come in and do a, a predatory lease purchase for a reason and let you and let you make that stupid mistake because they've got rolling collateral they can turn right around and take back from you and release it to somebody else and keep all your money. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's predatory for a reason because you're a bad risk. You know, 90% of people who do these fail. Well, guess what? Those trucks don't go away. They're brought in, they're released, and they do it all over again. In the meantime, they kept all your money. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if you look at it from a business situation, you realize how stupid it is. But they're taking advantage of people who are desperate because they hate their job so bad that they're willing to sign a piece of paper and get a $6,000 a month truck payment to keep from being a company driving me and told what to do. Because now you're the boss. Except, let me ask you, boss. How, how many weeks can you stay home with a $6,000 month truck payment? Oh, I thought you were in charge. I thought you made the decision. <laughs> oh, you don't. I see. Huh. Why did you do it then? So anyway. Well, it goes to that question. <clears throat> we do. We, when in, anytime somebody submits an application and we look at it and we're like, okay, we'll extend an invitation to do a Zoom interview. And without fail, and about 75% of those will ask the question. Well, in every every interview, we ask the question, why do you want to be in business? And about 75% of the time, we get the answer, well, freedom, to which I respond, from what? Yeah. yeah. Because there's freedom from something, and there's freedom to something. There's freedom to do something. There's freedom from something. And most people don't understand um, that starting a business is it's life altering, you know, and when the phone, you know, in our case, when the phone rings at three o'clock yesterday, hey, I'm broke down. Okay. Well, I sent somebody out there. They couldn't do anything with it. And at three 30, well, since they're out there and they, and they, they, they're, they're diagnosing exactly the wrong thing, right. you know, um, but we, we think, we think at this point, it's probably a fuel pump. Fuel pump. But they, um, want, they want to put a turbo on it because a turbo yeah. would keep the truck from starting. Yeah. You know? So uh, at 3.30, I left and I went, I borrowed a truck. I hooked up the toter. I drove three hours up there. I took him a truck. I brought his truck back. Uh, uh, I crawled in the door at three o'clock this morning and it had to be done. What what alternative was there other than calling somebody else to come out there and tell us we needed a turbo and lose the load? Okay, I mean we 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 made the decision to buy this toter for this very reason right here. Okay, we can keep this in our control. Chris took a truck to him, let him put the load on his on the truck you took him and continue on. We brought the truck back here. And now we're working. We're fixing the truck. He's coming back here tomorrow. So I mean, it it it, it we 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 continue to serve our customer. We didn't the agent didn't have to know anything happened because we're going to deliver on time. You know, we we solve all of our own problems. That's what makes us so good. I'm I'm not bragging, but that's what we do. That's what that's what we before we made this decision. He called me. We went through all the options here. What are we going to do here? Here are the options, guys. Okay, and we just independently we just stumble on the same idea. Here's here's the idea. here's what we do. Now, what you can do is try to seek that authority and decision making to someone else. We could, especially somebody that's got certificates on the wall, right? Okay. But what you could do, and this is what a lot of people do well, I'm broke now. All right, call Landstar. 
Hey, Landstorm broke down. Okay, well, they've got a repower department, and they'll send somebody eventually. Um, you know, because here, there's the, you, the Landstar can't call a BCO and say, hey, I demand you go pick up this broke down load. No. They have to get someone. They have to find someone. And then, of course, you're paying that bill, and they'll find somebody eventually, and somebody will come and get the load, and they'll probably come without a trailer, and now you're stuck without a trailer. And every at every step there, the, the more that you depend on someone else to solve your problem, the less control you have of the outcome. And so, you know, we did this one to get the truck back in our well, get the truck fixed, because I knew sitting in a damn way station in Brewston Mills, West Virginia, wasn't gonna get fixed. I got it back in my control. I got it back to my shop. Um, I put another truck under the load. We didn't lose the load. Um and now the agents are happy. And I guess Landstar's happy. They don't even probably know until now. Hey, Landstar. Um, we fixed it, by the way. So you're welcome. Um, but if you, the, the, the more that you um, let go of your control of the situation, the more money it's going to cost you. Uh, your number one fan here on TikTok says, got to work on your own stuff. Gets expensive at $200 an hour. Larry and I had this conversation yesterday because I've done a lot of work on trucks here in the last couple of weeks. And it got me to thinking about, you know, this video series that I'm doing that I'm going to eventually release, maybe by the year 2026. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're putting him up for an Oscar first. Okay? So, we're holding it back to what's that fast? Okay. Well, we're going to put out a can festival. Yeah. So we um, I want to <laughs> show that there's a lot of this stuff that you can do on your own, right? You just need some basic, basic tools. Right. Yeah. But you have to put a value on your labor. And this is where we get into it with a lot of people that run their own authority, because what from this side of the table, I'm looking at them saying, OK, but how much time are you putting into things that you are not assigning a value? to? Because our our billing budget is zero. Our collection budget is zero. Our insurance cost is zero. Our trailer cost is zero. Okay. Um, by the way, Phil, I've spent probably two weeks working on Phil's truck. I don't have to buy beer at least for another, what, uh, 36 to 42 months. So just, just saying. Um, uh, but you have to you have to put a value in time. Yes, you can do something for free, meaning you don't have to pay somebody else to do it. But your time still has a value. And I mean, my time's valuable. I like doing stuff that's not associated with trucks. Um, I like, you know, um, you know, going and doing stuff. Well, and look, I mean, I've got a little background in, in, in the auto mechanic side. So, you know, and but Chris doesn't have any mechanic background. We've learned collectively over the years how to do all this stuff because I'll tell you why. Because when we get shit worked on, we don't go to the restaurant and leave the truck in, in, in the shop. Okay. We watch them. We ask questions. Mm -hmm. I can't tell how many drivers we have here that don't know. They don't ship from China. They can't tell you a shock absorber from a headlight. And then they get a chance to watch somebody learn something. And where they were they at? They're in the bunk of sleep, or they're in a you know, the, you know. We 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 search, we seek. You know, I mean, look, he used to watch Carl all the time. I mean, you know, 
And so we've learned how to do all this stuff. And yes, you can do a lot of this stuff. Most of our reconditioning we do at church, we do ourselves now, you know? Now there's mm-hmm. things that we can pay. Like, like it doesn't pay for us to do the stuff that Rocky does because he can, he can put a bushing in in five seconds. It takes us five days to put one in. He got the right tools. He knows how to do it. And he gives us a good price. Um, but there's things that we could, that we do. I mean, we're, we're, we're revamping a truck right now for a new owner that we got. I mean, Chris took the entire interior part. You know, we, we're saving that guy a ton of money uh, and, uh, and doing a better job. And Chris is rewiring the dash and all this stuff we've learned by just doing it. Uh, and anybody can, um, find the pickup. <laughs> I did not find the pickup. Um, anybody can learn how to do, uh, anything. Look, I, I, I told you guys about a couple books a few weeks ago. You know, there's, there, there's one where you, you can, listen, you can be a world-class violinist if you're willing to spend 10,000 hours to get there. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a mechanic, but if you just invest a little time in watching people, some tools, trying it, you know, you'll figure out that a lot. Let me tell you something. Those guys with their certificates on the wall, they, they have nothing on you, okay? You're smarter than most of them. And by the way, you care more because it's your stuff. They could give a rat's ass less about your stuff, all right? Uh, so uh, absolutely, work, do your own stuff. You know, but do the best you can. And when you, stuff you can't do, watch and learn, ask questions, you know. So did I buy another pickup? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit. Let me. I, I'm just I, glad. So, I'm glad along, they, re, they remember that story. Somewhere along the way, I told that story. That, that, that's what freaks me about this, okay? Because you guys come back with things that I don't. I'm like, how do you know that, you know? And it's because I've. You know, revealed my life story in in the 160 episodes here, but but no, I did not did not buy another pickup in Vegas. Thank you. I didn't buy. I didn't bring anything back from Vegas. I didn't take. Okay. Well, I did bring some money back. I didn't take. I did do that. So, but uh, when working or driving truck, you know, how do you calculate your salary? Well, everybody has a. We talked about this yesterday. Well, there's there's we, there's two there's two things. You, there's two different conversations. One is. If you're operating a business and you are the operator of that business, the IRS demands that if you're going to pay yourself a salary, it has to be reasonable, meaning what would you have to pay someone to do that job, right? If you didn't do it, what would you pay someone else to do it? That's the IRS's definition of reasonable. Right. Now, on the other side of that, more practical answer, okay, Chris Dolan charges 110 bucks an hour, okay, at his shop. Now, he's got a business. He's got payroll. He's got electric. He's got, you know, he has a lot of business expenses that he has to pay out of that $110 that you don't, right? So you have to value your own time. What's this, what, what's this worth to me? Uh, is it $10 an hour? Is it $25 an hour? Is it $50 an hour? Um, that That's kind of the practical answer to that. Um, just like towing, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about how this towing thing. Well, the, the local record company here charges 185 bucks an hour. So we're like, okay, well, we got a total. What are we going to charge? You know, well, we don't have the expenses that they do. So obviously we're not going to charge $185. Plus we want to be easy on our customer because these trucks are, are owned by our, you know, our strategic partners. So we, it doesn't do any good for us to, to charge them what a tow company would. And, and not be a benefit to them. So what we're doing is he helps us and help. It's a win-win. It's actually a triple win because we're not losing the load. So, mm-hmm. um, 
But so we, you, know, you have to value it. You know, you have to look at um, what's your time worth, you know, uh, and, and uh, all these other things have to play into it. You know, um, the, the thing that most people do in this industry is they don't value their time enough because people will, they'll, they'll, do, they'll figure their costs from now and not include themselves as the driver. Well, I'm, I don't, I'll just donate my time. No, no, you can't do that. You know, you have to look at if you didn't drive it, what would somebody pay you to drive it? So I just think that you have to put a value on your time and that's what you have to that's what you have to charge. Now, it's a double edged sword. That is a business expense to the business, but it's also an expense to you as revenue individually. Mm -hmm. So it's not really going to save you that much money tax wise. It's going to pay it either way. But um, but it does give you the control of doing it yourself. And you could I, here's the other thing. Somebody said, well, why can't you just put a turbo on the parking? We could, but it wasn't the turbo. That's the right. problem. Okay, we could have paid, we could put a turbo on, but it wasn't the turbo. So in, at one o'clock in the morning last night, we, we, we didn't have the, 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 the wherewithal to make that diagnosis on the spot. So we brought it back. We did the diagnosis here today when we had equipment. We had a clear mind. Everybody's rested up. The load's being delivered. We find out it's not a turbo, it's a fuel pump. So we would have wasted two, two or three thousand dollars last night putting a turbo on in the parking lot. And the turbo is eight weeks old. Also, we just put it and we just on. put a turbo on it, right? So, Larry, the ten nine, we probably need to put that on there. Uh, the ten nine nine busters, we're going to get back pay once they're put. Um, well, now read that because there's going to be people listening to this on audio. I'm sorry. So, Larry, do ten ninety nine busters (parentheses whistleblowers) get back pay once their employer is found by the IRS? No, not necessarily. What they do get, though, is they do get their employer has to pay both sides of the employee tax, the, the FC taxes. So, in other words, if if you're paying, if you're being paid 1099 and you challenge that, then you're reclassified as a W two employee. The employer that paid you that way has to pay now your taxes and there's both, and there's a penalty to him and interest. I don't. I'm not heard of there being a a reward to you in terms of... You're not of, really out in... You're, yeah, your back pay wasn't, wasn't affected. Is the fact that you don't have to pay your own taxes now. So that is a big... And that's a big, big motivator, okay? Because you guys that are working on 1099, you're voluntarily paying 7.62% of your employers. That's the guy who you're working for that's paying you on 1099 taxes for him, okay? So uh, now I hear the cow. I know we're going to have to fight this battle again, but <laughs> fuck y'all. Okay, we're not going to. Uh, if you're 1099, you're a moron, okay? You, you can justify it any which way you want to. Uh, you're just a complete moron. And there's, I got plenty of video out there to, to, to and, you know, if you want to discuss it among yourselves, but I'm not participating anymore. So, um, but that's, that's how it is. But yes, if you... If you drop a dime on an employer and you do the little thing, you know, I forget the, the, the word of the form, Chris. I've, I've oh, said it a hundred uh, times. Uh, there's a, there's a SS, SS, SS sports. No. S anyway, you can Google, but it, it's an SS form. You do that. And they start looking at uh, this employer's thing. First of all, if he's paying you, he's probably paid a bunch of people over the years and it's, it will put him out of business. Okay. But don't feel sorry for him. He's screwing you to begin with. He screwed everybody that ever worked for him. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to I'm jump in and answer a TikTok question. Um, there's no way, brother, I'm going to even try. Um, what, what is it, Chris? It, 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 Ger, Gersavok Singh Malhi. Uh, I, I apologize deeply for butchering your name. 
Can you can you bring it on the screen or not? No, it's it's a TikTok. Okay. Anyways, asking about um, a 14 liter Detroit that has a hard time starting after 12 hours of sitting. Any ideas? I have lots of ideas. Lots of ideas. One would be there on the back of the head check valve. There's a check valve, um, and if that check valve fails it will allow the fuel to drain back out of the head and then you have a hard time starting. Um, it could be anywhere in, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you one, we chased one on Larry's truck forever and it ended up being a, a little T, a little brass T had the tiniest little hole rubbed in it. And it was just enough to allow that fuel to drain down and leak out. And <laughs> it was a T in the return line. <clears throat> but something's letting it letting that fuel pressure leak off. So there's several things you can you, you can check. We thought there was a crack in the fuel filter housing that could have done it. The check valve is the most obvious, most common thing. Fuel pump is a more common thing. Check real good, make sure your DAFCO housing's not got a crack in it. Um, and also, okay, now let me think about this because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Somebody told me one time, and I, I'm on. If you're having this problem, take your truck and point it with a park it somewhere nose down. Okay. <laughs> with the bump with the front bumper low. Okay. If you do that and you don't lose prime, it's the check valve. Exactly. But if you park it uphill and it does it, it's the check valve. And if you park it downhill and it does it, it's an injector. And and we thought that was bullshit, but that is that is not that is what that covered that covered John Range did. The Volvo. The Volvo, we had a bad injector. Yeah. And if you parked it uphill, it wouldn't lose prime. But if you parked it downhill with the nose lower, it was an injector leaking off and, and letting the prime go. Right. And, of course, we had fuel dilution in the oil sample. Um, then we find, is John the one to us about that? It was John or Bill. Some might, might have been Billy. But okay. somebody told us. That. And it, it's kind of logical because it's just gravity. If that check valve is it, it, the, the fuel is going to because the head is up here and the fuel tanks are down here, so the the fuel is going to flow in whatever direction gravity. But one way to test it: park it nose up. If it drains off, it's the check valve. Park it nose down. If it drains off, it's an injector. Let me let me say this about I, we mentioned John a couple of times. Here's another. This is I'm going to admit this is a this is a marketing ploy I'm going to give you right here, but. Here's a guy, okay, that comes to our event two years ago, all right, as a brand new BCO, all right. He'd been a, a Detroit technician for 30 years, 20, 20 years, 20 some odd years, and decided to get into the driving side. Do you know the wealth of knowledge he brought to that event? And everybody there who, who, who networked with him that night, and I think he came again last year, didn't he? And he fixed it, it well, Carrie's truck. He fixed people's trucks there. I mean, that's the networking part of this. There's no price to put on that, you know, sharing the information and knowledge that people have with each other in that environment where everybody there is, is not. I mean, look, people who are going to come to that, they're not the guys that you're part next to you right now at the truck stop. Okay. I understand that. So it's, it's going to be all, you know, um, uh, lunatic go-getter types here, and they're all going to have things to share. I mean, look, we got Phil right here. We got, I mean, there's people here that have so many years of experience that are willing to share it with you if you just get in the network. And you get in the network by attending on August 19th and 20th here in Hurricane and being a part of that weekend that will change your business life. I promise you in the first six hours on Friday, 
or on Saturday, I mean, you'll, you'll learn enough to pay more than pay for the price of attending. So <clears throat> what do you call that? Uh, what I just did a, there's a term for that. Some kind of a, I'm, I'm too, I'm too tired. My brain's about 30% shut off. Uh, there's a guy in shameless, shameless, shameless plug, shameless plug. So there's a guy on the TikTok that said, said, and I've lost it, but basically 90% of Landstar owner operators are failing. Um, well, I, well, I, I, I want to use that because Evan is one of our drivers. By the way, Evan is past your bedtime. You should not be up here. With you. <clears throat> um, how do you know starting out who's answering questions truthfully and who's holding your hand through shit? Well, Let's take this 90% of owner-operators, 90% of Landstar uh, owner-operators are failing. Okay. Number one, where is your statistical evidence for that? We do know that there is statistical evidence that 38%, is it 38? 38% do leave Landstar in six months. And if you if you come, lease a truck on a Landstar within 60 when the, when the first six months, there's a 38.4% chance that you're not going to be here in six months. And that, that number is a year old. That's probably a lot more than that this year. Oh, it probably is. Because of the rate environment. <clears throat> but, but let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that that's true. 90% of Landstar and operators are failing. Um, that has nothing to do with Landstar. No. Zero. It is absolutely nothing to do with Landstar because you could lease on a probably 1991, I think is when Detroit started with electronic engines. As long as your truck has an electronic engine and you can plug an ELD into it, you can lease it to Landstar. There's a, there's a, there's a Facebook post right now that most people are shitting on of this old wooden looking truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that that picture comes around every once in a while, right? And Ira Ford's the um, uh, it's a wooden it's a wooden truck. It looks like a Lego truck. A wicked intense semi yeah. on TikTok and Instagram. He 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 finally bumped into it. And of course, I mean his truck looks like something out of Mad Max, right? Um, and so of course he loved it. I mean he was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." But if it'll hook to a fifth wheel, you can lease it on Landstar, okay? So you can have no payment at Landstar, or as we talked about before, you can have a $6,000 a month payment and bring a truck to Landstar. Somebody explained to me how you having too much debt and being over leveraged has anything to do with Landstar. It, it doesn't. And it does. And so, Chris, I, I got to take, I got I to gotta disagree with you. Why, if, if, if that is true, if the 90% is true, then why are the 10% succeeding if it's Landstar. Correct. What makes 10% be successful and 9% be unsuccessful? If that number is correct, which I doubt it is. Uh, because the thing about the thing I like a lot about Landstar, well, uh, there's a lot of people. I know quite a few that don't make it anywhere. They have no business being in business. They got nothing to do with Landstar. They could be at Swift. Dude, we, you know? okay. How many have we had? We've had probably five that came to our program that were failed BCOs. None of them have made it. Not one. Right. Now, we have people have come here that have not been BCOs, that have made it through the whole program, have bought a truck, have moved on, done their own thing, right? But every single one of these, of course, we have a standing no BCO, no former BCOs policy that is 
absolutely not worth the paper it's written on because one of them will come and sing us a sad story. And be, and the last one was, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one that makes it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a former BCO that abandoned a truck in Wisconsin, and I had to pick my fat ass up there and drag it home. Right? It has the, the, so they failed in business. And then they find us. They watch the podcast and, and whatever. Oh man, what I, well, these guys! I want to do it. Different. I want to do it differently. This I want to do it the I'm, right I'm, way. This yeah, time. I'll listen, I'll until they find out the right way involves working. Right. Okay. Because the right way, we don't have a secret handshake and like a ring or a decoder ring. When you come here, that all of a sudden the lights are opens up and it's easier for you. You just have to come here and work, and they're refusing to do that. So here's the thing about this, Chris. Okay, you know quite a few people that there. Listen. 90% of people who buy trucks for the first time fail. That's quite a few. You, if you know anybody knows a truck, quite a few of those are not going to make it anywhere. Is it the truck? Is it the company they're working for? Is it, or, or maybe it's just them. You know why he, he and he's with me right now? You know why? It's because when he failed twice of his own accord, his own stupidity, he went on Facebook one night uh, in the middle of the night, frustrated. And he, he made a confession. He said, you know what? I failed, and it's got nothing to do with Landstar. It's got nothing to do with the government. It's got nothing to do with rates. It's got nothing to do with price of fuel. I failed because I ran my business stupidly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, I don't usually see that very often from a truck driver, from a male, much less a truck driver. And it, it, it caught my attention because people don't admit that because it's never their fault. We've never had anybody here that left the program because it's their fault. Okay. <laughs> never. It's always, well, you guys are lunatics or this or that. Or that. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like that. I didn't, you know, because what it comes down to is just having to do the work, you know, and having to be efficient with your time. There's a bunch of people that don't, that aren't going to make it land. There's a bunch of people that should never go to Landstar. And let me back up and say this. We're not a recruiting arm of Landstar. I could give a rat's ass you. I prefer you not come to Landstar, actually, okay? We're not trying to get you to come to Landstar, all right? We're here because that's where we want to be. But we're here because we like the fact that it is a level playing field and that when I come to Landstar, I get the same start. I get the same stuff at the same orientation as everybody else did. And here I am now, what, 12 years in, uh, we're going to do about $5 million of business this year. And I did that because of me, not because of Landstar. And the next guy that comes here sitting in the orientation next to me doesn't make it three weeks. Is that Landstar or is that me? So I don't, I don't, I disagree with you. Completely. Landstar is just the opportunity. Here it is. You can bitch about the low board. You can bitch about the trailers. You can do all that kind of stuff because that's just an excuse to cover up how poor of a business person you are and how poor of a, a problem solver you are, okay, and how 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 you really shouldn't probably be in business in because at Landstar there's no support network here. All right, you're expected to come here and be a business doing business with a business, and most people who come here and fail are coming here because they need somebody to work for that will give them entitlement, that will give them that golden parachute to pick them up when they make bad decisions. That's not what business is. This is the big boy league. Okay, this is where you come and either you make it or you leave. Mm -hmm. And and it's completely up to you. Not it has nothing to do with Landstar. There's, Landstar does not favor one. They could care less. As long as you're compliant. They could care less. So. All right. Go. I've got a guy, David, on TikTok. 
<sighs> All right, everybody buckle up. <clears throat> David uh, is David says he's a broker. Uh, every single time I book a load with Landstar, I find the load reposted on DAT five minutes later. Why? Now. <clears throat> Well, before we start, okay. understand something, David. We are not agents. We're not broke. I used to be an agent. I voluntarily gave that up because I hated working with, with drivers. But understand that we are we are owner operators at Landstar. We we don't speak for Landstar. I can't I can't can't possibly tell you the answer to that. I have an idea because I know how this works. Right. But you're not going to like the answer because it's the same question that the BCOs at Landstar ask about why I load sports on the load board five times. Okay. So here, here's my perspective as someone who books 50 to, well, yeah, 50 to 60 loads a week um, with Landstar agents. Okay. I would say the numbers are 85 or 90% of the loads that I book are direct to shippers, meaning the agent knocked on the door, signed the, signed the customer up, and it is a 100% Landstar agent to customer to BCO load. All right. That other 10 or 15%, I fill in with brokered loads. Could be CH Robbins, could be TQL, could be Jim Bob's brokerage, could be you, right? David. Okay. <clears throat> now, if I was the king of the world, I think maybe if I had the magic wand, maybe I would create some policy that said that on that if a CH Robinson load is booked by a Landstar agent, it can only go on ABCO. Now, I, the problem here is we all have these solutions. We come up with, well, we'll, we'll just, this will fix it, okay? <clears throat> the problem is, um, and, and, and my personal opinion is that a Landstar agent should not book a load with you and put it on a board. That, that shouldn't happen. They shouldn't do that. Now, am I going to stop them? No. Is Landstar going to stop them? Probably not. Um, but... We have people, and this is the part I don't understand, and I would love to talk to some people who are approved carriers with Landstar. I haven't met any yet. I don't. That's one area of expertise and experience that I do not have, but I would love to talk to some people that have gone through the process to become an approved carrier with Landstar. And from what I've told, and what I've been uh, told by agents, direct agents, is that there? It, it's not you can't just have a pulse and be approved. You, you know, you you have to be approved. Okay, so from this side of the table, I see people that go through the process to become qualified and approved to pull Landstar freight, and then one of the agents, I guess, would get a load, say from C.H. Robinson, and then book it with that approved carrier. I don't completely understand it. And and I don't know that it's it's a deal where that where where they think that like the BCO and the approved carrier are kind of on the same plane. Um but I can tell you this based on my experience if I was on my own right now 
And about my own, you mean on your own story? Yeah, if I had my own numbers, um, and and I went through the process to bring an approved carrier with Landstar, I would be very, 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 very selective with what loads I booked from Landstar because there are direct agents that have some killer freight as has been evidenced by the numbers that we're doing in the month of May, we did $3 and 28 cents per load of mile for the fleet. Um, so our contract freight is still really good right now when the spot market is in the garbage. <clears throat> well, I've got, I've got a question about this. Okay. Yeah. So David says every time he books a load with Landstar, it gets posted on the DAT thing five times. If the load's booked, why does it matter? Why, well, why matter I, here's, here's why I think it would matter. I think it would matter to David. Okay, David, you can respond to this. It would matter to David because if the Landstar agent takes David's load, then maybe David has knocked on the door, signed up the customer, like we've talked with Anik. Mm -hmm. And then a Landstar agent puts it on the load and says, oh, well, this is a Landstar load. Well, no, it's not. It's David's load or it's Anik's load or it's whoever's gotcha. load. Gotcha. And then they get some crackerhead. And listen, I, I hate to I hate to break this to y'all, but Landstar's got some crackerhead BCOs. So crackerhead BCO gets a hold of it and alienates or pisses off the customer, doesn't show up on time. I got you. So well now David is trying to answer to the yeah. customer, why did you get this crackerhead? Well, I didn't get the crackerhead. Landstar got the crackerhead. Yeah, thanks, Listen. Right. <clears throat> well, here again, and, and let me let me say I'm I'm I am i can not I can't speak for Landstar. Number one, I don't really care, David. I don't. I don't mean that mean in a derogatory way, but I, I don't. That doesn't affect me. I, I'm, I can't fix Landstar. I can't fix the government. There's a lots of things I can't. That doesn't mean I just give up and quit. Okay, I still do my thing every day. I just don't let that bother me. I mean, right? I, I just don't. You know, if 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 you don't work with those agents, I mean, there are fourteen hundred agents here. We got some really good ones. We got some shitty ones. Okay, and the only way you know that is working with them. So I, mean, I, I apologize for them. But here's the thing about it. Okay, the next way. So what's Landstar going to do about it? I'm tearing on nothing because again, it's the free market. Okay, if there's nothing illegal about what they're doing, there's nothing that they're going to do about it. Okay. Well, here and, and so David's got two responses here, and I love them. Okay, he says first he says it's because we don't have transparency on who is taking it. We think it's a Landstar truck. All right, that's an excellent point. And I have had it. You I'm can gonna, fix that. I'm gonna, and it's only happened maybe three or four times that we've had to send a picture. David, you can fix it. Require the person who books the load to send a photograph of them in front of their truck. Okay. Which they could, they could probably. <laughs> we have gotten that request more than once because of what you're talking about. But he said, here's the next one. All right. And, and you'll see where I'm going. No verification of insurance, authority, reputation, et cetera. Well, I've got good news. Blockchain's going to end all it. I 100% I believe with every fiber of my being that blockchain is going to end double brokering once and for all. It's going to end chameleon carriers these dirt bags that um you know that you know r run over a minivan full of kids and then they just go change their number and, and open up in it the 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 real transparency because that's been such a buzzword over the last uh, yeah. few months the real transparency is going to come when the entire freight network runs on an immutable ledger right. 
And if you're a dirtbag piece of shit, everybody's going to know. You'll never be able to get that stain off of you. Right. And if, on the other hand, you are a reputable carrier and you've got this, you're, you're, you're dragging along with you all of this data that says, hey, man, they show up on time and, and they do everything right. Um, but because the, I mean, if you really think about it and you go back to 1980, so for the past 43 years, we have been polishing a dog turd, right? And we have been trying to shine up this dog turd that is this decentralized network. The problem is, if you try to centralize it again, good luck pushing the button on your phone to get Amazon delivering two right. days. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I think, David, I think the problem is you're, the, the agents that you're working with are some probably some that, that they're probably double broken your loads. So There's no question about it, you know. Uh, which that is illegal, um, but you can you can request that they send you a picture of the, the truck that's going to haul it. If it's not a Landstar truck, pull the lock back off of it. You know. Well, and I'll tell you this. Well, it depends on. This is a guess, okay? But here's one thing that I know. Um, Landstar truck numbers start with a four or a five or a five. If it starts with a four, it's an inway truck. If it starts with a five, it's a ranger truck. And it's six digits. Now, I did see a ranger truck the other day that started with a six. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I've seen it. <clears throat> and I have so seen some five-digit trucks. I would tell you that if you book a load with a Landstar truck and the truck number is not six digits and doesn't start with a four or a five, you're not dealing with a BCO, period. Because it, and it doesn't matter if – uh, our trucks, every one of our truck numbers starts with a four. Yeah, another thing is we have we have agents that require, we have broker freight where the broker requires a contact directly with the driver mm -hmm. prior to booking the load. So I think these are some things you could put into play to protect yourself a little bit better. And doesn't Landstar give customers access to Landstar Connect, the tracking? Yes. Not, well, Landstar would. No, Landstar Connect. It's still yeah, Connect, yeah, 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 which yeah, sucks, yeah. by the way, but it is what it is. <clears throat> I mean, you know, because here's the David, this is hilarious. I see, uh, you know, book a third party load and they, they want us to use MicroPoint, which I completely understand because they want to know where the damn load's at. And these BCOs, oh, how dare they? I'm like, dude. They're like, well, I've got Landstar Connect. Okay, but what if the customer doesn't have access? We're back to this decentralized nature of things, right? Um, if you don't have access to my track, I got Verizon on my on all my trucks. Well, you don't have my Verizon login. You can't see my tracking data. So if you want to know where my truck is, and that's part of the deal, and we can use MicroPoint or uh, or, or Navosphere or whatever the hell's called. Why, well, absolutely. I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't care. You know, I could care less. It doesn't matter to me because I understand the customer, the person paying the bill, absolutely one hundred percent has the right to know. I think the question would be good for us to ask, and maybe since we have this platform, is to say, hey, Landstar, what do you have available? Is this truck number thing good enough? How can David be um, uh, how can David be assured that he's dealing with a BCO and not an approved carrier? You know? You would, I just, I would think there would have to be something in the paperwork that would say that, um, well, because 
like for example, when you look at a Landstar freight bill that we get to see, you, you're, you're as a broker or third party, you're not going to get to see that. But it literally says Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions, the truck number, driver's the driver's name. name, driver's phone number, trailer number. Well, so that's not a that's not a, a, a uh, that that's not a concrete thing because Blue Ribbon Logistical Solutions is a fleet lease to Landstar, but we don't have our own number, right? I've just I've, I've got to think that there has to be something. Um, to get you that transparency that you want. David said, David says, do you have any questions to a TQL broker? Yeah, David, why are you evil? Why, why, why is TQL evil? Why well, is everybody, I listen, I've been hosed uh, by a customer and, and, uh, and I, I know 100% it was the customer. Okay. I deadheaded a guy 350 miles at uh, Travis probably two months ago. Dead headed him 350 miles. Now there wasn't jack shit else to do. Okay. And found this load out upstate New York. It was a complete cluster. He got there. The customers were morons, the, the shippers. They were complete idiots. You could tell that they were the problem, but the broker, it was brokered to TQL. Now, why we're not going to blame the shipper for being morons and we have to blame TQL because they're on it. I'm not a broker hater. Um, I'm not. Um... Well, I get back to my point. Okay, we I can't change it. Uh, you know, it's it's like Vandal Lamasha, the adjusting the 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 windmills. I, I can't fix that. So I just don't. I can't. I don't let it. I don't let it affect me. You know, we just find another load. We find another broker. We don't deal with that agent anymore. We just. You know, the sign made a, a time while ago. Is there a database agent can tap into that will tell the quality or service rate of drivers and truck truckers and BCOs? No, kinda. There is a service. If if there's a service failure on that BCO, it will show up in the profile. But the agent has to go through several pages to get that. Yeah, it's not easy to find. And you pretty much got to murder somebody to get a service failure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it it's yeah. it's it's really different. you've got to really really yeah. do something stupid to get a service failure. You know, there's it, there's just not it's just not easy to do business. Okay, you know, it's like it's it's like BCOs and Landstar, and it's, and working with a load board is not easy. Well, fix it. There's no fix for that. Business is hard. People who make it make it because they can solve a problem. Problem solve. It's the same thing here. I guess there's no fix for this. You're just going to have to be able to work around, make a solution to work around it. You know, I don't know what that's going to be. It's not my, it's not my wheelhouse. Uh, you know, my wheelhouse is taking company drivers and teaching them how to not fail as owner operators. That's what I do. Uh, everything else here, I, I can only give you my opinion or point you in the right direction. I can't fix it. So, anyway. and I, and I'm going to say this too, you know, when I get a cold call, um, and it's some dude with an Eastern European accent. I cannot automatically say no. Hell, I booked one today. I booked a cold call today. The guy called me. He was like, "Hey, uh, I see your load. Your your driver's eighty miles from here, and it's picking up here and going there. And this is what it pays." And I'm like, "Book it." He sent me a freight bill. I don't even. I have no idea who the broker is. Well, I could probably look. Well, no, not always. I can't always look at our documentation and even know who the broker is. There, there's one agency. I can't remember which one it is. It's not Taylor. But anyway, they send the, they, 
the broker's rate comp mm-hmm. in the email. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, every single time. Right. But I'm going to tell you, 80% of the time when I book what I know is a third-party load, it's not a direct load, I have no idea who the broker is. I don't have the broker's name. I don't have their phone number. I have no contact them. I have that agent. That agent is my go-between. That agent is my customer. They are my contact point. And if there's a problem, I've got to say, hey, shit's going down. You need to call the broker. And then they call the broker, you know, and occasionally I'll get a call from the broker that's like, hey, uh, checking on the ETA or whatever it is. Um, and look, and I've lost, and it sucks. I've lost loads before. Here's a great one. I had a guy call me one day, and he goes, uh, uh, he goes, oh, the, the, I'm trying to think of the order here because it's important. But anyway, I end up on the phone with this broker and I'm the age, the, the agent is trying to book this load and the guy's not interested. I'm like, well, hang, hang on a minute. I'm 100% a BCO truck. Who is it? All right. What's your MC number? My dumbass gives him the DOT number because I don't know that Landstar anyway's MC number, right? So my ignorance of not knowing the difference between the MC and the DOT, I gave him the DOT number. And he's like, well, that's coming up as, you know, Billy's trucking. I'm like, no, that's Landstar. I had no idea. I had to go look up Enway's MC number. Well, now I've got it written down on my desk. I don't still have it memorized. Um, <clears throat> but I wish in a lot of cases there was a simpler way to do things. But that's the thing about being in business. Not everything is simple. Not everything is going to go your way. And so when you're planning on going into business, you cannot be, you can't put yourself in a position where everything's going to work out as long as everything works out. Right. Because you're going to break your ankle. You're going to have a breakdown. You're going to get hit like that guy on TikTok the other day that got hit twice in five minutes. They got both sides of his truck. He was losing his shit. And I'd have been mad too. Yeah, like once you can't make that six thousand dollars truck payment. What do you do then? Yeah. So there's a comment here that we get all, all, all the time, and I'm gonna have I, I'm gonna have to go there. Okay. Which one? David. Uh, David. Oh, uh, this Adam, one Adam Sharp. Adam Sharp. Adam Sharp. Oh, what states do you try to stay no, away? from? no, 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 no. Before that, it's it's, it's you're gonna love it. Something. Oh, something got to be done done about these brokers. Go right. ahead. Well, first of all, what what we're gonna do? Okay, because the fix that you're looking for has a lot of unintended consequences that you don't like. Yep. Okay, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And I point to all the things you hate about FMCSA, Mm -hmm. all the things you hate about DOT, all the things you hate about ELD and law. Just look at all of them. All those were fixes that we look to the government for to fix. And that's the only place you're going to look to because your buddies are up there and Washington, D.C. stomping around there and trying, you know, making noise up there now to try to figure out what to do about these brokers. And there's nothing you're going to do about the brokers, okay? Because fixing that is going to put limitations on you that you're not going to like. Because there's no way you're going to be able to restrict somebody else's business and then not have your own restricted, you know? It, it's, it's, like you, it's like you want socialism for other people but not for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to happen. That's, that, that, that fix is not what you want. It sounds good, mm-hmm. and it might be very selfishly advantageous for you until it happens to you. 
And then you look up and go, well, what do you mean I can only make 250 a mile? I'm, I'm capped at that. Why? Well, because somebody went to the same problem-solving agency that you did, the government, mm-hmm. and that's what the solution was. So be careful what you ask for. There's no fix for that. This is a free market. Everybody has uh, has the choice to do business with who they want to do business with. And if it's not who you like, find somebody else. There's 100,000 brokers out there, okay? You know, if you can't find five of them that you can do business with, find something else to do. But you're not going to change that to make it easy for you. Business is not easy. Business is difficult. That's why most people fail, all right? And the people who, who don't fail are the ones that don't have to have somebody come fix it for them. And I've seen lots of drivers say, we don't need brokers. That is 100% accurate. True. You don't need brokers. <clears throat> as, long as, you, as long as you know what they do and you can replace that. But shippers do need brokers. Shippers want brokers. And until there is a better system provided by the market and not by the government, until there is a better system for shippers, shippers are going to continue to use brokers because it's what's best for them. They are not going to put people on payroll to find trucks. They're not going to create departments of people to find trucks. They're not going to pay the health insurance and the sick leave and all of the stuff that comes with having more departments and more people when they can call someone who has all those costs and get them to find the trucks for them. They are uninterested. Now, if you are a good salesperson, which I'm not, okay, I would rather take an ass whipping than to go on sales calls to try to book customers. No, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to go build a relationship. Okay. But what we have got to avoid is this association by identity or identity by association. Well, I'm one of those and therefore I'm righteous and they're one of those and they're evil. That's horseshit. Okay, you're not good and virtuous because you're a truck driver. You're not good and virtuous because you're this religious denomination. You're not good and virtuous because you live in this state and not that state. Your association has nothing to do with your value in the marketplace. Your value in the marketplace is determined by one thing, and that is the level of service that you provide. Period. Period. I didn't uh, hear any of all those guys screaming in 2021. You know, no. transparency, transparency. You know, it's again, guys, it's very obvious what the problem is here. Okay. People, there are there are finger nails scratching down the porcelain of the toilet. Okay. You can hear them scratching. This is just a desperate attempt to prolong inevitable. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you can't stay in business in, in the marketplace, you're not going to be able to modify the marketplace for you to stay in business. Okay. By regulating somebody else. Because you want them to be regulated. There's no reason for that. You know, this transparency thing, that's just a bunch of bullshit, all right? You have no right to that, you know? That that is not, that even isn't even the regulation. If you understand the contract law part of that, you're not a party to that. So, you know, educate yourself in in, in the business you're in your industry because it's not going to happen what you're looking for. And if it does happen, if you cry and whine and bitch enough that the government throws you a bone, I write it down right now. 
Larry said you'll regret it because you will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I it, it when when the, what I what I see is an advantage being a fleet manager, somebody that books a, a shitload of freight every every day and every week. Uh, the, the advantage of being a land star is, uh, I mean, I say, I essentially say no to thousands of loads every day because I look and I'm like, nope, don't want that. Don't want that. Don't want that. Oh, I like that one. Call. Is it available? Yeah, book it. It's not available. Okay, thank you. Move on to the next thing. There's no emotion in it. I am not, I don't, I don't curl up in the fetal position and cry because I call an agent and they tell me a load's not, not, not available or it's already been booked or it's covered or whatever. Okay, thanks. Move on. You know, but I, the Facebook, the Landstar Facebook Facebook groups are filled with people that absolutely lose their mind if they see a load posted on the board. They call the agent, and the agent says it's covered, and they're like, "How dare they? Just move on with your life. Just move on with your life and find something else to do." Um, but you're not going. Um. I'm not demanding Landstar change the board because I know how to use it. And instead of learning how to use it, instead of going to someone experienced like what Chris was saying, Chris Sarver was talking about, find somebody, find a mentor, find someone that's been doing it a while. But no, what do we do? We go on Facebook and bitch and whine and complain like a bunch of teenage girls. And, 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 want, to, and want to blame it on another part of the business, you know? Here, here, look, our success at Landstar is because of our relationship that we build with agents. We don't have brokers at Landstar. Landstar is the broker. We deal with agents. Okay, our you know we how many what eighty percent direct freight? Pretty much yeah, eighty five ninety probably. You know we we have that because of we we treat those agents brokers in your all's world if you're out there with your own authority as our customer. We don't get on land on, on Facebook and, and call them every which name in the book and and, and, and demand that they be regulated and all the again all stuff. That's who we serve. That's if you guys understand this, it would be a lot better for you. No, you you took advantage of them in 2021 because you could. And now you're pissed because they're kind of the worm has turned. And now you don't want to. Now you now you only want when it, when it's when it's going your way. It doesn't work that way. You're you're failing because of your lack of ability to build a relationship. Now I know that's a word we use all the time. Forget that. You just make friends. You fail because you can't make friends. You're probably a shitty person. Nobody probably likes you. But <laughs> if you if you can't make friends, you 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 can't have business relationships. Okay. Friends mean you take more than you leave, or excuse me, you leave more than you take. That's what friends are, you know. So if you try that approach, you might find out that the transparency is not necessary. Just do what you say you're going to do. Do it when you say you're going to do it, for the price that you're going to do it. And if there's a problem every once in a while you can't get along, file, file for divorce. Go get another one. There's 100,000 of them out there. All right? I just went to our spreadsheet last week. We did $3.38 per loaded mile. The week before that, we did, uh, that was probably a shitty week because that was a holiday, I think. Still did three twenty. dollars <laughs> Not a bad week. And let me do one more. And the week before that, we got 63 
that's not right. Six three. I hit the wrong button. Three oh one. I mean, we're y'all. We're doing three dollars plus per loaded mile every single week in this market. When when everybody's telling us that they're they're, they're going out of business now, there's some poor person on TikTok. Um, I can't keep up with those guys. Oh, it's hard. Every time but, I look up, there's 48 new messages. I don't agree with you. When you don't have regulation, you have corruption. Deregulation means corruption. Still doesn't mean you don't get scammed. You're speaking nonsense. Um, and there was no corruption during regulation, right? <laughs> um, okay, what I, listen, my best, You're advice, to your opinion, my okay. best advice for you is to turn off the television and pick up a book or 12. Yeah, yeah, reading, um, reading is very dangerous to your ignorance. Okay, so, um, go, go read, go read Thaddeus Russell's Renegade History of the United States. Um, look, it's, it's easy to blame the easiest way to, to justify your situation is to blame other people. Okay, that's the number one problem that we have in this country is nobody wants to take accountability for themselves. You know, that's that's and, and, and politicians are the worst. Okay, but, you know, if, 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 if you would just take just do you be you be the best you you can be and don't worry about the other things. All right. I can't look. I'm not sitting here saying Landstar's all this and all that. It, it's probably deserves every bad thing you say about. It. Listen, I say bad things about it. All right, that's probably why I'll never win the truck. You know, I don't. I, they don't feature me on the on the in the in the in the commercials because I'm not the guy who defends them every time. I call them like I see them, but that doesn't keep me from being successful in this in this in this uh, at Landstar because. I, I know how to, uh, I know how to make it work for me. Um, you know, it could, is there another place? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not looking for another place. You know, this works for me. I make it work for me. I'm not trying to make Landstar fix, fit me. You know, I've learned how to navigate through Landstar. I'm pretty damn good at it. Okay. And we teach other people how to do that. You know, you could come here and with, and learn from us in a few months and go to Landstar and make 150, 200 grand a year pulling general freight where there's a door swinger. All right. In this, in this market that that's, we, we can teach you how to use Landstar to that advantage. Now, if you're all hung up because they might double broker load sometime, but then don't come, you know, just don't, just stay. I don't want to come there because I hear the trailers uh, suck. Well, don't come. That, that's not a problem. Do you hear me saying that? Has that kept us from doing $5 million this year? Because we pick up a bad trailer once in a while, you yeah. know? No, you just learn how to work around things, okay? That's how you're successful and not blame other people and regulate other people and go, well, we're, I'm not coming to Landstar because their load board sucks. Well, good, don't come, okay? Uh, uh, David on TikTok, you need to send me an email, uh, brlspodcast at, at uh, gmail.com. We need to get together. Uh, he asked this question. I love. He says, hypothetically speaking, what sort of regulations would you want to see on brokers? None. Zero. Zero. That'd be that'd be the same. Zero. I'd like to see on truck drivers. Zero trucks. Zero. I I like to have zero regulations for everything. <clears throat> I live for the day that gay, married, transgender, illegal aliens can protect their pot plants with a bazooka, an unlicensed, unregistered bazooka. Okay. I. I because they're <laughs> be careful, dude. What be listen, careful. what I'm getting tired of, what I'm getting tired of is um is we're told through the media 
and from politicians. Okay. Well, you, you, you better let us regulate everything. Um, you know, these are the people on Epstein's list. Okay. No, no, I, I don't believe anything you say about anything ever. Um, no, 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 no. The answer is no. It, it, should the government? No. That's the answer. Should the government do this? No. Should they do that? No. Um, because if you'll just step back for a second and look at the breadth of the, the trucking industry over the last, let's go, 30 years and ask one question, who benefits who benefits from emissions regulations? Who benefits from safety regulations? Who benefits from hours of service regulations? It's not the 85% of the industry that runs trucks, the fleets of less than six. 15% of the industry is all these giant carriers. 15%. Hell, there was a guy on what the truck last week said there's seven or 8%. Who benefits? It's not us. It's never us. We never benefit from these regulations. It's always some giant-ass corporate conglomeration. They're the ones that can afford the cost of these new trucks. They're the ones that can afford the cost of the break-ins. They're the ones that can afford the cost of the, eight, of the ELDs. It's never the small business person. So the answer is no. No, no, no. If you want to know what to do with the regulations, take the entire U.S. code and light it on fire and just go to zero, and I'm fine. And release. So, um, you know, here's a, let me let me pick another scam. Y'all like to pick <laughs> the smoker scam. Let me pick this one for you. What should be done about these incompetent shops that we deal with? Oh, God. Somebody needs to fix that, okay? That's not, they charge $175 an hour. They dish you do shitty work. Okay, they treat you like hell. They don't get you in there. They can sit in the parking lot and wait for two or three days at a time. You know, they don't have any parts. Why, why are you guys not on top of this? Mm -hmm. Huh? Why, why are you not jumping up and down bitching about that? Well, where's the fix for that? Tell me what that fix is going let's to be. regulate the shop. Tell me what that fix is going to be. Yeah, let's regulate the shop. You know, it, 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 this is just what you seized on because it's, it's an easy target. And now you've made it so all truck drivers, now it's, it's kind of like this, the automatic enemy, drivers and brokers, drivers, people who should be working together mm -hmm. because one's the other one's customer. And now we're like cats and dogs. Only, um, because, only because you guys can't run your own business successfully in the current market climate. Okay. Who so I'm going so I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take yours so I can stay in business and screw you. That's really what it is. If you'll be honest with yourself, okay, and stop all the bullshit and quit worrying about what the guy next to you in the truck next to you is going to say about you, pull the curtains like you used to do with the CB and talk trash. Yeah. That's really what this comes down to. All Who right. Benefits. Now, y'all, you can hate me all you want to. I don't give a shit. Okay. It doesn't bother me one bit. But be honest with yourself. Quit jacking yourself off. Okay. Because all you're doing is making this thing confusing for you. You're the one that's confused. Spend that energy working on your business so you can be successful in this market. We're successful in this market. Our cost per mile is a buck fifty-eight. Okay, work on that. By the way, if you want to learn how to do that, August nineteenth and twentieth, Hurricane <laughs> West Virginia. 
$100 off if you sign up between now and July 1st. And we'll teach you how to do that, okay? And you can, listen, you can argue with me out in the parking lot all you want to. If you I think we should have. I think we should have David come to the uh, to the event. David, come on out to West Virginia, August nineteenth, <clears> twenty. <throat> um, we'll set up a boxing ring. We'll get. We'll, we'll truck drivers and brokers can go at it. <clears throat> but look, guys, just understand what. Just quit. Quit fooling yourself. That's that's not the. That's not your problem. You know, your your problem is you need to have brokers. You know that you work with that that like you and you like them. And then you build up that trust and that friendship, and all these problems go away. You have to worry about transparency. We got we got them to call us. Hey, you got a truck in the area? You know? Oh, my! Listen, my most favorite sentence in all of the English language is, "Hey, I wanted to call you for a posted this." Right. That's what make. That's what this building relationship term that everybody throws around. That's what. That's what it comes down to right now. Hey, I want to give you this low before I put it on the on the on the low board. Why? And yeah. why would they do that? Because why? we take care of them. Because last night we towed a truck home at our own expense to keep that customer's freight delivered on time. That's why mm-hmm. they never even knew there was a problem. That's why. That's why. Because we serve our customer. And so our customer in turn serves us. You want to know the secret of it? That's it. It's not. And all you Landstar VCOs, okay, you guys understand if you're free, the low board's not your problem, agents aren't your problem. Brokers aren't your problem. Your problem is you aren't serving the customer. You're worried about everything else except the customer. And and let me say this, it, because you got to understand that one thing about Landstar is this program exists because people want to come to Landstar, right? But I promise you, with our business practices and the way that we operate a fleet, if we wanted to go get our own numbers, We'd kill it. We'd absolutely kill it. I know we would because I know how to run a fleet. He knows how to run the back office. He knows how to account for every time. We could absolutely kill it. But even setting the program part aside, we've done the math. It, there's, there's no mathematical benefit that we have yet found. Oh, don't go down that road. Well, it's no, been I'm two hours saying. and we've got to start well, another hour defending that. Somebody already asked a question. Should I get my own authority in the first six months? No. No, I don't know. I don't think that's what he meant. I think, was that? Yeah, uh, it was too. Early, early on. No, I think he was saying, what do you think of uh, authorities with less than six months? I think that's what he said. I don't don't Um, think that really matters. I don't either. You buy authorities a year old. I don't, I think it starts over again. I might be wrong. Again, not my wheelhouse. I shouldn't even be talking Uh, about it. Let me add, since TikTok can't see any of the graphics, um, the event is going to be in Hurricane, West Virginia. We call it Hurricane. It's spelled H-E-R-R-K-E-N-N. It, it's just <laughs> like the storm. Hurricane, West Virginia, August 19th and 20th. Um, we the you have rooms here at the Wingate by Wyndham. Fantastic hotel. Beautiful hotel. Um, the event is $495 for a single admission. The rooms are $99. All this is assuming that you book by July first. Yeah, the four ninety five goes to three ninety five if you book by July. Yeah, if you 1st. book by July first, it's three ninety five, and your hotel is ninety nine. Ninety nine, and if it's after, your hotel is one oh nine, and four ninety five, uh, and then it's another two. God, I can't remember. 
if you're like if you're a spouse, two ninety five for a second person from the same truck yeah. or spouse. Yeah. So if you bring a spouse or or like a team driver, it's another two ninety five. Uh, hundred dollar discount using code lunatic at checkout. All this is on the event page at blueribbonlogistics.com slash events. You can go there. You can find all about it. We got pictures from last year. Uh, if you have a truck and you would like an alignment by Rocky Rockefeller of North Florida, MD alignment, I'll probably work on that tomorrow. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's open. You just paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris wants it. So it's on open. Friday night on the 18th, we will be doing this podcast from the next room in the Blue Ribbon Bar. Right. We're going to have a complete reception. We're going to have a bar. We're going to have a good time. We'll do the podcast live. Then the event will be Saturday and Sunday. But if you want to have your truck aligned or looked at, inspected by our people, uh, you might be able to come in, you know, a day or two early. Uh, we do the work there in the parking lot at the event center. That's uh, a fantastic. It's called Valley Park Conference Center. It's like two miles away. Um, so go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com. Um, David says, is it free if he has to fight a driver? Um, we'll give you a, we'll, depends we'll on who the this, driver is. Yeah. Depends on how, how it works out. Well, David, what's funny about that is last year when we were, we decided to do this event at this venue, I went and talked to this lady and she gives me a tour of the whole place. And we get within, what, three or four weeks of the event, and I called the venue, and they're like, what are you talking about? Because this lady didn't write nothing down. And we sold it out. And we sold it out. So um, the, the poor guy that was running the whole thing, he's now trying to clean up this mess. Dude, we get there, and the damn World Wrestling Federation is set up in the next room. Because he had said on the phone, he was like, well, listen, I know y'all want to have a class Saturday night, but – I don't think you can handle the noise. I'm like, noise? What's he talking about? We get there, dude. It's wrestling everywhere. There's, a, there's a, a wrestling ring. An entire wrestling ring, literally in the next room. And all the merchandise and all the – I mean, it was a zoo. It was wild. So, and, and, in, and the week after we left, they had a Christmas wedding in July. There, yeah. He knew nothing about yeah. it. He, had he, to come up he, he found was, out he that, about that about a week before the, <laughs> the event. So, anyway. This year, we got it all to ourselves, we think, so – yeah, um, but anyway, it, it's two, you know again, it's two full days of how to stay in business in this market. Okay, and when you survive this market, how to be more profitable when things get back like they're supposed to be. Let's face it, you wouldn't be in a situation right now if you had made and saved money back when you could. Now you can't do it, and now you're worried. So let's just let's just let us teach you how to be in business, how to get in business, how to stay in business, and uh, it's. Um, it's two full days with us. We've got some special guests. Rocky asked about those. Rocky, the only ones we have confirmed right now are you, Chris Dolan, um, uh, Larry Cothran, and uh, we think Anique, but she's still uh, she's got a calendar. She's got to get with me about. So and we got yeah. some others I'm working on. We got a few more I'm working on. So, um, so yeah. Um, well, how long we go? We're an hour and forty six. Uh, I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed because it's been a long uh, we, let's talk about our sponsor Pittsburgh oh, wait a minute. Uh, let me let me before we do me. that excuse me I have a Carl update okay yeah please do so Carl's wife posts so for those to TikTok you probably don't know what I'm talking about um, but Carl is a mechanic that we use forever the single greatest living mechanic I've ever known Carl has a condition called alpha one it's a genetic problem that attacks the lungs and he is 
about 40 miles from here laying in a bed on a, on a ventilator. <clears throat> and he needs a double lung transplant. And so last week things were, he was in very critical condition and they finally decided to do what's called a bolectomy where they go into the lungs and they do something that I don't understand. Um, and so anyway, um, he's doing some better. He's still in critical condition. He still needs a double lung transplant. So on the YouTube, um, there is a QR code on YouTube and Facebook. There's a QR code that you can scan that will take you to uh, Carl's GoFundMe. Uh, on TikTok, if you go to our, uh, our, our uh, page, there's a link in bio and there's a link in there to Carl's GoFundMe. Um, it's tough. I understand, man. <clears throat> Carl's though, he's he's a special guy. You know, we there's there'll never be another Carl. Uh, the guy has just the work ethic, unbelievable. Never, never seen anybody in any industry with a work ethic that Carl's got. And unfortunately, he's got this condition. He's a young man, and uh, he, um, you know, we just need to help him out. Okay, so yeah. if you'll uh, hit that QR code, I mean, anything you send them, they can use, okay? Because, I mean, Nikki can't quit her job because she loses her health insurance. She can't be with him. It's uh, it's pretty sad. So if you if he's Carl's ever done anything for you, you know, and saved you any money or, you know, did anything for you, help him out, okay? It's time to pay him back, all right? So, and you guys that don't know him, if we can get him through this, I promise you, the best mechanic in the, in the planet, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that he can't fix and nothing he can't diagnose. There's nothing he can't, he can't, he won't do for you. Uh, we've got stories and stories and stories and stories and stories about how he worked for TA here in hurricane and they didn't understand what they had, you know, and, um, you know, eventually he got enough courage to go out on his own. And then all of a sudden he gets hit with this, uh, with this condition. So, um, anyway, you can have him out. be great, you know, and, um, we appreciate it. Now, Pittsburgh Power uh, it was our sponsor last year. They have renewed. So we're looking forward to another year of Pittsburgh Power and their relationship. Uh, appreciate it if you give them a call and let them know that you thank them for being uh, the sponsor and bringing this to you every week. Uh, we carry the, the, uh, the fuel catalyst and the OPS products here in West Virginia. And by the way, we'll have those at the event. Um, all the other diesel performance products, you call them and let them know that you're one of our customers and they'll take good care of you, okay? And, um, but we do appreciate what they do for us to bring this to you every week. So, uh, David on TikTok, all, if you go to our bio or our page, the LinkedIn bio has everything. It has email, website link, everything's there. You just click the button and it'll go straight to our email. So it's there in the LinkedIn bio. It's, it's very easy. It's Larry at blueriverlogistics.com or Chris at blueriverlogistics.com no. or it's BRLS podcast at, at, uh, the one that we have linked is BRLS podcast, okay. which keeps people out of our personal emails. Right. So well, any of them will be happy to talk to you. All right, guys. So uh, remember uh, we, we, we sold out last year. Okay. You get a hundred bucks off. If you'll get on there between now and July 1st and get your seat reserved, uh, get your hotel room reserved. We got a block right now that, uh, you know, we, we, they have other events this summer. They got sporting events. So we need to have a room for you. So make sure you uh, get your hotel booked. Uh, if you need truck parking, there's a place to indicate that, and I'll make sure there's a truck parking spot for you. Mm -hmm. And um, other than that, 
We appreciate you, and we'll see you next. So this coming Friday, uh, back to our normal time. And uh, you guys keep doing what you do out there. Um, make friends with a broker this week, okay? <laughs> yeah, treat, y'all do that. Treat brokers a little bit better. Oh, all right, they're, they, they're not your enemy. Absolutely, that's yeah, not true. You're right. The, the, the economy is your enemy. Your, your cost per mile is your enemy, not the broker. Your enemy is the guy you look at when you we, shave. And we can help you fix that guy, okay, if you'll, if you'll let us. All right. Thank All right. you. We'll see you next week, okay? See good, y'all. Yeah, good night.